1: Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Yeah, yeah, get out of the gate in 2008. That's our theme. We're doing our seven-day countdown, and we're kicking it off to help each and every one of you get exactly the energy, the vibration, and the manifestation that you desire as we move into 2008. Not that you haven't been out of the gate already, but we want to help you manifest the life that you want And we're bringing you people that know a little bit about it, a lot about it, and we'll be providing you with the kinds of tools, the kinds of information, whether it's about sex or spirituality, it's going to cover Living Life Full Out. My guest today, Sean David Morton, is joining me here, and he is kicking the boat. And what I mean by that, you talk about getting out of the gate in 2008, this is someone that has known how to manifest, how to create the life he desires, and how to help countless people. He is a natural psychic, trained remote viewer, intuitive consultant, investigative reporter, and accomplished award-winning director, screenwriter, film, and TV producer. He's joining me here today because we've got a ton to talk about, as well as helping each and every one of you get ready to get Get ready to get out of the gate and stay out of the gate. So, Sean, thank you for joining us here today. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show.
2: Well, thank you, Dr. Pat. I'm, I'm already excited. What a fantastic thing. The, the radio, not just to drive by, but to drive by. I love that. I love the music, it, love the intro, love everything.
1: It, you know what? It's, it, for me, it is getting beyond the limitations that you know, we, would, we would come to know as our lives and help people understand that what they truly have is an opportunity for greatness. And I wanted to ask you this question. I I just gave everybody just a short little snippet okay. of you know what what I like to say who you are and what you've done. I,
2: I hope I live up to it.
1: I'm telling you, you know, I, if I get any more information on how incredible you are, oh, we're going to no. have to bring you in the studio live.
2: Well, I'd love love to do that. I'm I'm available anytime, Doctor Pat. Love to love to talk to you in person.
1: Now, so that you know, a, a lot of the times we 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 get to chat with folks like yourself and. And what I love to do is, I love to ask you. Given all that you've done and all that you, you know, we're talking about here today, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you, Sean David Morton, have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment?
2: Um, a lot of it's been uh, because I started in this very early. I, I guess uh, a lot of it's been about trying to bring a new paradigm and new thoughts and new information to people, and it, it's been. Uh, uh, it's been a challenge. It's been, it's been challenging in the fact that it's it, it sort of people that believe in the, in the thought structures that you and I believe in, that, that believe in not giving away your power, that believe in uh, uh, fulfillment and, and, and striving and thriving and, and whatever else. I mean, it, it's, that's kind of an odd, difficult thing to sell to society. So I noticed when I, when I first started out with a lot of this, um, I came from a, I guess, fundamentalist Christian background. And became involved in, uh, and, and still actually ad, adhere to much of that. And at the same time, uh, it became more of a mission for me to try to talk to the world about the religion of Jesus rather than the religion about Jesus. And I think that that's been a. There's I think there's been a 2,000 year war that's been going on that has to do with the core philosophy of monotheism, if you will, uh, versus um, so many social structures, religious and, and political and otherwise, and economic even. Uh, that that make you give your power away. So the biggest thing for me has been trying to present unusual information or edge information or cutting edge information or, or information that's considered out there. Trying to present that information with with humor, uh, with style, with uh, uh, with a uh, in a non threatening way, so that you're all you're doing is, is is stretching the person from where they're at at the moment. And of course, the other challenge is too is that usually a new idea comes along and the pendulum swings to the point of, of to where that new idea is universally rejected at first. And then, of course, you have to face the, the slings and arrows and mockery and whatever else of that new concept and that new idea, only to find yourself uh, screaming in the forest and then suddenly uh, the forest is full of people and the pendulum swings back the other way and, and said ideas then become universally accepted. So it's a, uh, whether or not it's been in uh, film and media, um, you know, I've had to present a lot of other stories to, to people. Um, you know, I've had to do my job within the media. I worked as a producer for hard copy and we had a show on UPN called strange universe that, uh, that was introducing these kind of things. And we've very much seen the pendulum kind of swing back the other way. Plus, you know, with the advent of the internet, um, there's so much, I mean, literally the, the resurrection of the library of Atlantis. there's so much information at our fingertips now, uh, almost overwhelming information at our fingertips that, um, you know, back in the bad old days of the uh, late 80s and early 90s, when I was introducing concepts and dragging things out of the shadows, like Area 51 is an example. I found the hilltop that looked down on the base and filmed it for the first time and got on the front page of the L.A. Times. You know, you deal with a lot of a lot of mockery and a lot of derision and a lot of real challenges, and and, um, and then you get enough of a pedigree, I guess, or a track record where people then start to take you more seriously and start to realize, well, hey, well, that guy was right about this and that and the other thing. So they start, um, you know, you gather sort of a following then, and then you uh, um, you use whatever whatever credibility, whatever pedigree you have with people uh, to then take them to the next step. And the next step is really about empowering them. The next step is about, uh, I don't, you know, when I teach remote viewing, when I teach uh, uh, quantum healing, I've got something called quantum enlightenment dynamics now, where we talk about taking people into the quantum field to affect healing and change. Uh, completely reworking the DNA and things like that. The idea is that I don't even like calling myself a teacher because I'm dealing with very old souls who have been here for possibly millions of years, if not billions of years, in the galaxy. And of course, it's just my job to reeducate people as to who they are. They already know everything. My job is to simply remind them that they already know it and empower them to be able to take back their, you know, their own power. And it's a hard thing. I mean, because every Every organization and every structure within society, again, whether it's political or economic or even within the family, is is kind of designed to take your power away. And when people give away their power to other things and start realizing that things – or start coming under the spell of the illusion that things outside themselves are important, then that's when their lives start feeling useless and that's when they feel controlled and that's when they uh, – uh, and that's when their lives kind of begin to suck as, as an example. It's, there's oh, there's, yeah. there's an old story about Mickey Mantle and Mickey Mantle at the end of his life. Um, uh, he, he had a terrible, terrible uh, battle with alcoholism and his liver was withering away and he only had a few months to live. And they asked him, uh, 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 what it, sum up your life. And Mickey Mantle just said, uh, I, I, I only hope that I could be a person of value. I, I only hope that someday I could amount to something, and which was kind of shocking for me because Mickey Mantle was such a, a big hero. And yeah, he, had,
1: he was uh, for me too growing up in the Bronx, you yeah. know.
2: And he was so overpowered by this disease, by his alcoholism, if you will, so much of his power was given away. And there was a really, there was a really, really charming cartoon, actually, that after his death that appeared, I think, in The New Yorker that had actually uh, Mickey Mantle walking with God down this long lane. And Mickey said... Uh, gee, I'm really sorry about all the errors that I committed in my life. And God says, yeah, but you gave him one heck of a ninth inning. And uh, <laughs> so that's what it's about, retaking your power and doing, uh, doing things for yourself to realize that, that really nothing outside yourself is important.
1: You know, I, I could sit and listen to you, you know, talk. For, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely almost mesmerized for two reasons. and <laughs> one, one of the reasons is because, you know, what you're talking about is what this show is about. It's about helping people step into the truth that is already what they are. Right. You know, the truth of who you are is there. It's in there. You know, and we have a saying on this show, you know, you just may have a little crust kind of hanging over it, getting in the way. Right. But for you, you have created a life where not only have you emerged to understand the essence of yourself, but more importantly, how to help countless people. What is the most important thing that you've learned as a teacher
2: uh, that you're not really a teacher. That you're that you're a tutor. It's more important to be a tutor than a teacher. A teacher, um, to me, is is I know more than you. Uh, a teacher is kind of like a, an abuse of a, of a teacher-student relationship becomes more of a kind of a master-slave relationship, really. And the idea is is that to remind people, I think it's much more empowering to say to people, "Look, you already know all of everything I'm about to teach you. You already know. It's my job to simply." remind you that you know it and at the same time um reawaken their own powers and abilities and, and there's just too many people that argue for their limitations and uh and you have to basically say if you want to argue for your limitations then those limitations will become real and, and the, I guess the last thing is is that the most valuable thing as a teacher to answer that question is that I noticed that if I tell people something they'll forget it if I if I show people something they might remember it for a little while, but if I involve them in something and make it a skill and make it an ability and 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 bring them in so that they can actually do it and practice it and you know and stick their hands in the in the clay so to speak, that is something that they'll remember forever. I, there's also an old Jewish saying that goes, uh, uh, "That which is learned with humor is remembered forever as well." So I I so completely understand the brilliance of somebody like Jesus who uh, who taught primarily in parables rather than beating people over the head with various types of philosophies. He told stories and within the, within the aspect of those stories, you could take away any number of meanings from the story as to what is important for you, uh, relative to the stories and the, and and the parables that he told. So, uh, you know, as far as a teaching tool goes, you you work on your sense of humor, you work on your delivery. I was in, I was in comedy for a lot of years. I was in improvisational comedy. I did stand-up comedy. Um, and I found that uh, that the, the best comedy is something that actually strikes people as true. That's what people laugh at. We have a, If there's a universal truth that's involved, people actually see what you're experiencing within themselves, and that's what people laugh at. And so the idea is that you're expressing a series of universal truths, and in the same aspect of that is the, uh, is, is the essence of your experience, which becomes universal. And that's kind of funny. Well,
1: and you know what? We want to get everybody's story out there. We're going to be taking your calls. You want to connect with Sean David Morton for us, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Sean about his newsletter, about some of the things he predicted in that newsletter, and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: you like to receive a weekly email telling you about personal growth events and resources in the puget sound region this service is now available compliments of new spirit journal the locally owned and operated newspaper that brings you a wealth of inspirational information every month go to Newspiritjournal.com and click on earl that's events and resource listings but you can call it earl new spirit journal has been providing inspirational news and information for almost three years visit Newspiritjournal.com.
4: Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive a special discount. Is your cell phone harming your health? A growing body of evidence has shown that electropollution can have a devastating effect on our health and wellness and also may increase our risk for disease and illness. The good news is that there is a solution. Scientifically validated and patented technologies that neutralize the harmful effects of electropollution are the answer. Call today for a free consultation and to enter a drawing for a free cell chip. Call 503-781-5604.
1: Are you one of the millions of frustrated people who can't take off weight or keep it off on a low-fat or low-calorie diet? It's hard, isn't it? Well, don't despair another day. The Sugar-Free Miracle Diet is the answer to your prayers. I'm Karen Bentley, and I lost 130 pounds
5: on this program. I'm also the founder and CEO of the Sugar-Free Miracle Diet Company.
1: Go to sugarfreemiracle.com, that's sugarfreemiracle.com, and get
5: started today.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I am thrilled to bring you this incredible offer from Lloyd Wright. Lloyd was a special guest on the Dr. Pat Show, and he's offering a copy of his book, Triumph Over Hepatitis C, to everyone that calls in this number, 877-676-1615, and you'll get a copy of Lloyd's book. Visit hepatitiscfree.com. Call 877-876-1615 for your free book. Call now.
2: Find out how you can change the world with the coffee you drink. Nectar of Life Coffee Company is a kosher, fair trade, and organic certified coffee roaster. They purchase shade-grown organic fair trade coffees from the farmers at a fair price. By choosing to only roast organic fair trade coffee, they're helping the farmers and their consumers live healthier, complete lives. To purchase coffee or to learn more, visit NectarOfLife.com or call 509 979 5245.
6: Remember you're listening to alternative talk 11:50 a.m.
1: Welcome back everyone. welcome back to the Dr. Pat show. Talk radio to thrive by and boy, I'll tell you I am so jazzed today to be having this conversation with uh, Sean David Morton, and he is joining us here today to also uh, help us celebrate what we're calling Getting Out of the Gate in 2008. And I mentioned earlier that if you want to connect with uh, Sean directly, one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine 930 2819 is our, our toll-free number. And as I said before the break, Sean, we want to give out your website so that people can connect with you directly, get on that newsletter, um, so that they can get firsthand information that is coming to you. So let's give that website out right now.
2: Uh, well, it's, uh, actually, we made it real easy. It used to be Delphi Associates.org. Now it's Sean David Morton, that's S-E-A-N, the, the Irish way. David Morton, M-O-R-T-O-N, like the salt, like the restaurant, uh, .com. So it's Davidmorton.com. Our newsletter is a uh, fantastic 20-page, full-color uh, magazine. Actually, it's uh, not just a newsletter. Uh, it comes out um, uh, 12 issues a, a year <laughs> when we get to that. We've uh, we've had a couple of bumps in our schedule, but uh, it's the Delphi Associates newsletter, the newsletter you have to have today because it tells you all about tomorrow. It's uh, $65 for a one-year subscription. It is a private subscription newsletter only, and um, you can get the newsletter by either going to uh or 888 four seven seven. Oh, my goodness, I... Wait, I forgot. I forgot the number four nine four nine two seven nine 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 triple eight four nine two seven nine 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 is the uh, is the one eight hundred number to actually order the newsletter and, and anything else. You can go on the the website. Yeah. We have we have tapes and CDs and music and all kinds of great stuff. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Check out the website; it's pretty incredible. And you know, let's and I want to give everybody an example of what's you know what kind of information shows up in the newsletter. Now, I mentioned before the break that. You know, you are known for some of the predictions that you've
2: made. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. I've, I've been able to... I would
1: say you're pretty few, good at it.
2: ...a few corners over the over the past 15, 16 years or so.
1: And we're going to talk a little bit about that, you know, uh, about that aspect. But let's just share a little bit with our listeners of what you came out and predicted. I want to give them a sneak preview of what they're going to find in the newsletter.
2: Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, things I predicted. Um, let me see. Uh. uh I sort of—I first came to national prominence when I gave uh, specifics on the San Francisco earthquake in 1989. Uh, I predicted uh, the exact epicenter, the magnitude um, of that quake. I predicted the, uh, the Northridge quake, and we're not just talking about days in advance. We're talking probably almost uh, uh, eight months, nine months or so in advance, giving specifics of where the quake was going to be, uh, giving an exact timeline. I actually missed the exact... Uh, uh, the exact moment of the quake I missed by about seven days, but I actually gave the the, the pre quake that happened in the Santa Monica Bay uh, that led up to Northridge the Landers the Landers quake I predicted um, uh, in 1990. I predicted that George Bush would be defeated in 1992 and be defeated by a dark horse Democrat. Uh, uh, I predicted Bill Clinton with the exact uh, with the exact percentage of how much he was going to win by. I predicted his reelection. I predicted. Uh, 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 George George W. Bush's uh, election. Actually, I, I not only predicted his election, but predicted specifically that he would lose the popular vote and win in the electoral college, and that he would win with only 46% of the vote.
1: I know. I think that blew every one of us away there, Sean.
2: Well, it was kind of funny, because i have been saying from the get-go, and then when, when Gore was announced the winner, oh, I had people ringing my phone off the hook to laugh in my face and you know, just say, oh, ha, ha, you were wrong, ha, ha, ha. And then the worm kind of turned, and I said, well, I, I – and actually, I'd said years before. But by the way, these predictions I made in 1997, I'd said that uh, when, before anybody knew who George Bush was, really, back when he was the governor of Texas, I said this guy was going to be the next president of the United States. It um, goes on and on, political predictions, economic predictions. Uh, uh, I've, I've predicted basically every, every watermark point for the stock market for about the past 10 years uh predicted the stock market would go to 14,000. Actually way back in the day I predicted it would go to 6,000, 8,000, 10,000, 12,000, 14,000. Um, said it was going to top out at about 14.5. The market went out to about went to about 14,300 or so. So I've had fantastically successful uh, uh, economic predictions along with political predictions. Um,
1: yeah, and you know, you also were on the forefront in talking about Hillary Clinton.
2: Uh, I was, yeah, back in the back in the day. I I talked about her, how she would, you know, uh, the sneaky stuff that would go on about her winning in Senate. That uh, I'm still not, I'm still not sure that. The, actually, and I and uh, let me put a caveat on this: the one prediction that I haven't made yet is that uh, even though I predicted all these presidential elections, the one prediction that I've not yet made because I just see so much chaos in the next couple of months uh, is the 2008 election. Everybody, uh, uh, the one person that I thought early on that I, that I saw before. Uh, he really came to the forefront it was Mitt Romney uh, versus Hillary Clinton with the uh, the possibility of a Romney win. But um, uh, I still haven't really called the 2008 election. There, it's one of those things that literally has not yet been decided, and it's one of those futures that there's a great deal of chaos that happens between between now and then, uh, including things that have to do with the Middle East and things in Iran and and uh, what's going to happen to Bush and Cheney both and. Uh, and I still see Jeb Bush in the mix someplace, but there's a good possibility that uh, we will see a, a Jeb Bush candidacy actually in 2012. So that's, uh, And there is the possibility that what I saw was, it was, was one line after another as far as, uh, as, far as Hillary. Here, here's, here's the really tragic part about this whole thing. No matter who becomes president of the United States in the fall of 2008, this person will have more power than any other, any other human being, literally, uh, who has walked the earth. And the bottom line is, is that we have given so much of our power away uh, in terms of executive orders and, and, uh, and suspension of habeas corpus and military tribunals and a whole series of executive orders that the, uh, the Bush administration has signed. So whoever becomes president in 2008 will literally have not only more power than any president in history, but have more power, I think, than anyone in history, uh, considering this person will have the, a, a complete tyrannical ability to pretty much do anything they want to anyone they want, and that—that's the real terror. No matter who becomes president, um, we're electing people with with virtually more power than Stalin, Hitler, uh, Mao, uh, because these people actually have the ability to uh, wage thermonuclear war across the planet, and uh, that's the really scary part.
1: Absolutely, it, it, it is, and and you know, part of this is in a bigger conversation. But let's go to the phones. Thank you so much, Sean. I wanted our listeners to get a sense of who you are and what the newsletter will be able to provide them with. Benny, let's go to the phone.
4: Sounds like a plan there, Dr. Pat. Let's bring on Renee from Seattle, Washington.
1: Hello. Hi, Renee. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Hey, thanks for waiting. I wanted you to connect with Sean. Uh, anything you want to talk to Sean about or ask him? Yes, I'd like to, um, his mission statement to empower people. I um, find that in the past work that I've done, I've given that power away to the point where I wouldn't even take the case. And I'm hoping he'll tell me that that's a pattern that I've learned from and that I'll go on into something different. What do you think, Sean?
2: Well, it's, it's, here's, here's the let me Let me talk a little bit more universally about it, is that um, um, you give your power away when you make someone or something that is outside of you more important than what's inside of you. So if you don't value who and what you are, Renee, you, you're going to seek to borrow worth from the outer world. And you'll look for validation for people that you believe know or, or have more knowledge than you. That's the whole teacher, master, slave syndrome that I was talking about. But since, yep. every, but since everything you need is inside you and no one can really know more about your path and your purpose than you do, any power that you ascribe to uh, external authorities or persons has to eventually explode in your face and leave you feeling worse than when you started. So the question is not have you given your power away? The question is 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 how do you get your power back? And uh, giving your power away just makes your life suck. I mean, the idea is that you want to you want to kind of unsuck your life, and that has to be an inside job. You you do need to import power because you don't need to import power because you're already born with it. You just need to plug the holes in your bucket which is leaking. Because the question is about peeling away the lies and illusions that you've been told and went on to continue to tell yourself that that have kept you living smaller and smaller and smaller than you deserve. So when you do, you'll be amazed to realize how much you have actually settled for in your life. Then you'll have little patience for half-hearted living, and you'll reclaim your right to live from choice rather than from default. Does that make sense, Renee? Yes, it does. So any experience that you have that leaves you feeling empty or less than or needy, uh, does so for one particular reason. You entered into it feeling empty, less than, or needy. So the illusion is that relationships will take away the pain that keeps you from feeling small, and the reality is that relationships magnify the pain that keeps you feeling small, and yet there is a, a gift in the process. You remember that the source of your strength is actually inside you. It's, um, in the final lines of, uh, of Woody Allen's movie Annie Hall kind of sum it up. A man says, says to a psychiatrist, My wife thinks she's a chicken, and she's driving me crazy. And the psychiatrist says, so why don't you leave her? And the man says, I can't. I need the eggs. You know, that's the famous old joke. (laughs) Um, You don't need the eggs anymore. They're rotten eggs. They taste horrible. They don't nourish you. They're not good for you. And when you elevate others at your expense, the bottom line is that nobody wins. And when you source your life from inside out, everyone wins. Because you strike gold in your own self, and you'll quit giving the people in your world a carbon copy of the terror that runs their lives as well and gives them a ninth inning, which is what I was talking about, the the Mickey Mantle story, um, or first or fifth that that, that they'll never really forget. So here's the cool thing about this next year, too.
1: Let's hold that thought for a minute, Sean, because I want to hear about the cool thing for next year. We're going to take a short break. We're all going to hear about the cool thing for next year. Renee, hang in there. Maybe you can finish up with Sean as we take this break. My guest, Don David Martin. Boy, we've got lots more to come. Stay tuned.
5: To handle balls. Put it on Tim like a funnel star. Uh-huh. Run back the tape in the Vizio.
6: I'm coming, baby, like the big black.
4: Each one of us experiences a time in our lives when our health has become upset or challenged. Tim Tyshurst is an accomplished homeopath who provides compassionate help for his clients who are looking to return to balance. The remedies Tim recommends are completely safe and non-toxic and can work in tandem with prescription medications. Visit HomeopathySeattle.com or call Tim at one 800 for a free consultation to see if homeopathy may be right for you. Learn about
1: symptom-free autism. Hidden beneath each symptom is the answer waiting to be discovered by the intuitive mind. Natural healer and medical intuitive William Lewis is finding the answers. William isn't interested in cures, just the removal of the symptoms which lead to the label or condition so the body can then readjust to a balanced state. William's son was his first long-term success. Call 508-866-2605 or visit autismsymptomfree.com.
4: The Fair Trade Certified logo on a label offers consumers a simple way to know that the product was produced in a responsible manner. It's your guarantee that there was a fair and responsible exchange of labor for a fair wage. Buying only fairly traded products is a socially responsible, enlightened message you send saying you vote. For a win-win for everyone on this planet. This message has been brought to you by Dean's Beans. For more information, visit deansbeans.com.
5: It's that time of year. The skies are cloudy, the air is chilly, and the day is growing shorter. Do you feel sluggish and cranky? Zoe Lotus Healing Arts has revolutionized the treatment of winter blues. They combine light and sound therapy, gentle acupuncture and massage, aromatherapy, and herbal teas to lift your spirit and lighten your mood. Call 206-601-7204 or visit zoelotus.org. That's Z-O-E-L-O-T-U-S- Org.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Pat Buscelli, and I'm excited to be the Master of Ceremonies at the upcoming Extraordinary People 2008, a five-part lecture series beyond words. Five nights, five extraordinary speakers, each with a message of hope, inspiration, and love. Join Greg Braden, Alan Cohen, Deepak Chopra, John Holland, and Ayan Van Zandt. All right here in Seattle. Save by purchasing the entire series and get five for the price of four. Series tickets are on sale right now. Go to thedrpatshow.com for dates, information, and to purchase your series tickets right now. Single tickets will be available for purchase on December 1st. Don't miss this spectacular opportunity to be inspired. Go to thedrpatshow.com for more information and to purchase your series tickets now. Down. Series tickets would make a delightful stocking stuffer for someone you care about this holiday season.
6: Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
1: I thought you heard.
6: If you don't know, the bird is the word. It's the bird, bird, bird. The bird is the word. The bird, bird, bird. The bird is the word. Sh- oh. 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 Love you. Love you. love you. I love you.
1: back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And I've got Sean David Morton joining me here today. And we're talking about a lot of different things. But I got to tell you, the theme that really, you know, jumps up for me is the theme of empowerment. And certainly we're talking about the incredible conversation we've had about what he's predicted, what he's done, his incredible website, and much more. Renee, I think you're still on the line. We'd love to connect with you and finish up with you.
2: Okay. Uh, the, the, just the last thing I want to say, Renee, is that, is that 2008 is, is going to be a very, very interesting year. It's a, uh, uh, There's just so much that wraps around it. 2007, 2 plus 7 is 9, is a 9-year numerologically. Numerologically, 9 years have to do, and I, I, this, this has probably happened to you because it's happened to people uh, all across the country, it, it's been about stripping things away. It's been about loss, whether or not it's loss of family members, uh, loss of, of money, loss of houses, loss of jobs. Um, everybody's being stripped away to their core. Us as a civilization, because really the motto of our civilization is more is better. If we just had more of something, we think it would be better. If we had if we had more clothes or a bigger house or a better car or more lovers or more, 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 more. And now we're beginning to realize that as that's being stripped away from us, that there's only us left to depend on. And the cool thing about the next year is that 2008, is a one year. So one's numerologically represent the self. They represent the, the masculine aggressive force, the, the phalus, if you will, the, the aspect of one means that, that we are now, uh, it's a new Genesis. It it means, it means creation, co-creation, a, a new Genesis of the self, uh, an expression of the self. And I guess the, the last, let me tell just a kind of a, a fun little story here. Shirley temple back in the day, um, Everybody idolized Shirley Shirley Temple, and Shirley Temple used to say that she stopped believing in Santa Claus when she was six years old because her mother took her to a department store, and Santa asked her for her autograph, and that's when she <laughs> stopped believing in Santa. So the savior that she, that she sought was also seeking a savior in, in her. So that kind of takes the whole pedestal game of, being, of, of putting up people up on a pedestal because idols always fall off uh, the pedestals from the people that worship them and the bigger, the idol, the harder it crashes. So if you think any person has power, wealth, wisdom, beauty, talent, strength, or anybody you think is going to rescue you from your deficits, then you just set yourself up for trouble. Yes. There are people who can help you. Yes. There are people that can support you and teach you. And no, there is nobody out there that's going to save you. And unfortunately, um, in what I teach and the, the, the people that I teach, they think, that if not Santa Claus is going to save them, then, you know, Jesus is going to come back on a beam of light, on a great white horse with a flaming sword, and that he's going to rescue us. So, you know, we'll just all be raptured up into the heavens anyway. Why should we care about what's going on down here or the future of our children? Because Jesus is coming back and he's going to take us away. So that's the, that's the ultimate irresponsibility of thinking somebody out there is going to save you. And when you start realizing that it's, that it's got to be all about you, that you've got to live your life with no fear, that you have to understand that, that other people are going to do what they're going to do, and you have no control over what they're going to do. You only have control over what you do. You only have control over what you think. You only have control over your actions. Those are, uh, um, that's it. I mean, I went to USC. We're the USC Trojans. We have a really good football team, and that's what we teach our football team. We can't do anything about what anybody else does or does. We only can do the things that, things that we can do about us and about how we perform. And if we perform at the highest level... And if we keep raising the bar and keep jumping over it rather than limboing under it, so to speak, then things will get better. So 2008 is a great thing because it's all about reinvention. It's about the self. It's about the person. It's about healing. It's about, it's about regenerating, regenerating and remembering for you, Renee, what is it you wanted to be when you grew up? Think about that over Christmas. What did you want to be when you grew up? And think to yourself, what have I settled for? What have I defaulted on? How have I limboed underneath the bar? for what I for what I wanted to achieve and for what I wanted to be when I when I when I grew up and have I achieved those things And I guess that's the that's the best advice that I can give not only myself because I'm in as much need of it as anybody else but to anybody out there excellent
1: well, thank, thank you Renee you. thank you thank you so much and uh, join us as we all get out of the gate in
4: 2008 all right let's uh, jump off to another caller there Pat let's bring on now Mike from Tacoma all
1: right let's bring on Mike. hey Mike how are you
6: Okay,
4: Dr. Pat. Hey, uh, you're still in
6: Seattle?
1: You know what? Yes, I am.
6: Oh, okay. I didn't know for sure when that uh, you uh, rounded up at.
1: (laughs) Well, Uh, absolutely in in Seattle. Just stepped away to go visit, uh, you know, family and friends on the East Coast, but you know I'm in
6: Seattle. Absolutely. Okay, well, uh, first off, I want to say uh, a Merry Christmas and a happy, wealthy, uh, healthy uh, New Year for everybody. Back at Uh, you, Mike. Yeah, I'm uh, really uh, talking. I want to talk to uh, Sean, or well, actually both. Of you. I'm kind of at, at a place right now in my life where I'm uh, I'm not how, how do I put it? Uh, find, I'm trying to find some purpose and meaning in my life, and I'm kind of one of those guys that uh, you know have been through some ups and downs in life, and I'm and I'm not getting to where I should be, and then you know making the best of who I am in this life. I mean, I'm a high energy Virgo too. On top of that, so. <laughs>
1: So uh, yeah, maybe, you want John to help you out with a little bit of that? Yeah. yeah,
2: you know, just, yeah. Just, just, the just the fact that Mike is telling me he's a high energy Virgo here is that Virgos have this obsession with uh this massive obsession with perfection. And I would probably Mike, is Mike's your name, right? Yeah. You're right. Like, um, you know, I would I would say that that uh, on the on the one hand, Virgos are never happy. <laughs> they always they always see uh a perfection, they always see a, a perfect life, they always see uh uh, they always see themselves falling short of uh, of perfection, and you know the whole point of Virgo is that they're they, they're critical. They they criticize themselves, they criticize their situations, and so one might think in in Mike's case, just when I'm picking up intuitively, is that uh, uh, I, I'm get, I'm getting the feeling that Mike you're you are kind of doing fine. I just think that maybe you've uh, set a series of unrealistic goals for yourself. And, the things that you've, and you're not happy with the things that you've achieved so far simply because you're, you're very, again, you're very critical of what's going on with you and, and uh, you're very critical of what's happening with your situations. Is there anything going on? And I don't usually do, like, reading-type stuff on the air. I'm just thinking that, um, again, it's, it's, if we can empower you and if I could say to you, well, uh, if you could be what if, – if I said Bob's your uncle and he gave you a million bucks and the million bucks was to pay all your bills but you had to work doing something – uh, what would you work doing? All your well, bills are paid, you can drive whatever car you want. You, you can work, it. you live in whatever kind of house you want, but you've got to actually pick up a paycheck, working, doing something. What would you do?
6: Uh, I probably working, uh, maybe in the. Uh... Uh, music industry, or the uh, TV industry, or working the uh, with the airlines,
2: or the or the tour—you know, as a tour guide—that's well, a whole bunch of different things. But it's uh, you know, me, so, it music, so it sounds like it sounds like you, you you like people and you want to entertain people and you want to uh, no. you want to help people. Um, no. You know, those aren't really hard goals. For for example, I'm sure the airlines are looking for people all over the place at the same time. Yeah. You know, uh, when was the last time that you took your music out to? Out to a coffee house, or, you know, once again, the entertainment industry, as I know from being involved in it, it's a very expensive yeah. hobby, and you have to just yeah. look at it as a hobby, and and once you look at it as a hobby, that this is my hobby, this is what I have fun doing, that the yeah. more fun you can actually put into entertainment, the more people will respond to it, and the more likely it is that you can actually get paid for doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I also like, uh, you know, considering, you know, a- acting also, but like I say that's a. No, well, all when was the last time you tried out for a play once you've got you've got well, local yeah. stuff local stuff in ages. it's been ages <laughs> well there you go you've got you've yeah. got all these things that woulda shoulda coulda and yet yeah. I can tell you probably right now there's a local theater production going on that that's that's looking for you to audition um, yeah. again you just have to look at this as as, as as a hobby and if you look at these as, as, as just fun hobbies that you do the more fun yeah. you put into it the more likely it is you're going to get uh, money money is is a form of love money is energy we we give our energy and our love we give our energy to the things we love if we like you two or we like a particular musical group we go to their concerts and we buy their records we buy their albums If we like a particular author we buy their books you know, we listen to dr pat's radio show because we love her so you yeah. it's all a form of energy and once you once you release yourself from the idea that it's all a grind away workaday world and you understand that it's it's a reciprocation of energies um, and you value yourself and your energy. You'll uh, there's remarkable breakthroughs that are made from from there. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to find a, a place where, where I fit in and have some purpose in my life. Well, but mm-hmm. yet you're the most unique thing ever in the universe. There's there's you know six billion people on the planet. There's nobody exactly like you, and nobody like you in the whole galaxy. So okay, well, listen. I'll, listen, I'm gonna get off with somebody
6: else in here. I, I want to wish you all the, all the luck and the success all right, in your Mike. life. And, and, you and you know thanks, we're gonna be for looking you for
1: you to get out of the gate in two thousand and eight. That yeah, means said, get out and do something.
6: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i get back with you again, Dr. Pat. Thank I know you, you will because you know how to find me. Well, <laughs> uh, honey, uh, uh, all i got to do is dial up and, and, and you're there. So. You got and, it,
1: Mike. Thank and, you so and, and, much. Wow, what a fabulous show today. Sean David Morton joining us here today. And we want to make sure that everybody out there has the website to go to, sign up for the newsletter, find out what he's up to, He has got some of the most incredible invitations. You can go on a spiritual tour. You can go check him out in February. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to tell you more about the upcoming events. If you want to find out about him, you know, Sean, would you send him to the website, SeanDavidMorton.com, right?
2: Uh, That's easy. S-E-A-N. Sean spelled the the Sean Connery, Sean Penn, you know, the, the Gaelic way. That's it. Sean David Morton, M-O-R-T-O-N.com. Check that out. Also, uh, if you want to actually order the Delphi Associates newsletter, it's 888-492-7999. 888 And we're going to be at the Conscious Life Expo. That's going to be February 8th through the 10th here in Los Angeles. And we've got a tour going to Peru as well from the 13th to March 1st. We're going to Peru, Machu Picchu, Cusco, Titicaca. And I think for the first time, we're actually going to Easter Island as well.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you, you need to sign us all up. Let's take a short break. When we come back, who knows? Maybe Sean will share some insight about the Dr. Pat Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, everyone.
5: Yeah, but jam is while you taste the mine. Many different flavors and the spices. This is Lauren Archer, president of the National Guild of Hypnotists, Washington State Chapter, inviting you to get a healthy start to your 2008 at the free Hypnotherapy Resource Forum. One day only, Saturday, January 12th at Evergreen Hospital Medical Center in Kirkland. The Hypnotherapy Resource Forum is free. Reserve your seat at 425-899-3000 or get all the details online at nghwa.org.
4: Hey, you, come here. I got something to tell you. Are you ready to meet your life partner but need a good avenue? Spiritualsingles.com has the largest database of conscious spiritual members on the Internet. When you're ready to meet someone, join Spiritualsingles.com. But make sure you're really ready, though, because it works. Spiritualsingles.com. Dating, events, and even retreats. Don't forget, that's Spiritualsingles.com. Join today. You'll be glad you did. I'm Melody
5: Beattie, author of Codependent No More. Seven times more Americans have hepatitis C than AIDS. If you're one of the millions of Americans with hepatitis C and your doctors are treating you with interferon, then you're clearly aware of how your life has been turned horribly upside down. Backed by huge pharmaceutical monies, the medical community swears there's only one dangerous, disabling way to battle this silent killer. It's not true. There are alternatives and they work. Triumph Over Hepatitis C is a book written by best-selling author Lloyd who fully recovered from this frightening disease. Lloyd is helping others to take charge of their lives and fight for their body's freedom from this crippling illness. Call the people at Hepatitis C Free now at 866-HEP-C-FREE. Don't become another medical statistic. Find out the truth about Hepatitis C and get your life back.
4: Get your copy of Triumph Over Hep C at Borders and at HepatitisCFree.com. Call 866-HEP-C-FREE.
6: Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff think for yourself alternative talk 1150 a.m.
1: Welcome back everyone welcome back to the Dr. Pat show. I'm telling you are you getting a full hour's worth of radio right now? you bet Sean David Martin is joining me here today. We've talked about many many things in the show. I want to thank all of our callers for calling in and supporting the show we um, you know I, I think Sean we want to take a minute here to talk to people a little bit about. The upcoming expo in L.A. on uh, February 8th to 10th. What a fabulous lineup.
2: The Conscious Life Expo, yay! Yeah. Uh, yeah they, it's a, It's basically put together a fantastic uh, lineup. Uh, I'm going to be hosting. Actually, uh, we're, there's two panels that are going to be uh, about 2012 and beyond. The first panel, I'm actually on the panel with uh, with the three tenors. There's going to be me and Daniel Brinkley and and uh, Dr. Richard Hoagland. Uh, hosted by, uh, by Mr. Smooth himself, George Norrie, uh, host of Coast to Coast AM. And then uh, Sunday, I'm hosting a panel also kind of on the same, on the same topic, 2012 and beyond. Uh, I'm going to be teaching uh, my quantum enlightenment dynamics. We're, uh, as they say, preach the gospel, heal the sick. So we're going to try to, uh, in essence, talk a little bit about prophecy and at the same time teach people how to do what we call quantum touch, which is uh, a fantastic uh, healing modality which uh, just creates all kinds of changes in the DNA. And, and we're just now working with uh, what we call quantum fields and quantum entanglement to try to understand how mind and consciousness actually uh, actually coexist with creation and that uh, the body is a, is a wave of energy. It's a wave of information that, that body, mind, and spirit are not three separate things. They're all the same thing. And So the idea behind that is, is that you get into... Healing is all, about, is all about, it's kind of like a garden hose where you're watering the garden and you pick up kinks in your hose. and You have to go along the hose and unkink the hose so that the water from source actually flows out properly. So the idea is going back into people's minds where the right side of the brain where there is no time and going back to before injuries occurred and then trying to forgive that, that debt, that sin, that contract, whatever, that karma, erase that karma and then move forward from that point. So the people can actually uh, experience a, a, a reintegration of healing. Um, what else is going on at the show? A lot of fun. It's just, it just it's it is it's the premier gathering. It's Los Angeles, so you get you know big movie stars that come, and you've got uh, um, some of the best of the best of the best.
1: Uh, the lineup is incredible. I mean, Dan Millman, Byron Katie. Yes. You know, we're talking about George Norrie, Gay Hendrix uh, you know, Eric Pearl, Linda Drake, James Twyman. I mean, we can go on, Dr. Pat, we can go on and on and on. I mean, it is a powerhouse of people that have been, you know, collected to really help, I think, integrate and, and, and explain what I think you talked about earlier about 2008. Well, it's,
2: it's in the old days, you had to travel to the Himalayas and go into (laughs) dark caves and spend time in monasteries. You know, now they come to you. Now it's all, uh, you know they roll across the country in these in these expos, and it's always it's always a remarkable thing to me because uh, you know I tell people when you, when you come, obviously keep an, keep an open mind but not so open it gets washed away. Uh, the idea is that it's all about what's true for you and you take, you take what's what's true for you and, and what you need and what you want and what you, what's, what's for your greatest and highest good, and leave the rest and outside of that, it's just a, a fantastic font of information of people who have worked very, very hard. Uh, you know nobody gets rich doing this, but they've worked very hard for the love of and the joy of of teaching and educating. So it's um it's 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 the next level of what's occurring this whole year. The uh, we're we're in the we're in the last cycle of both the Mayan ad, and the Aztec calendars. And the fascinating thing about uh, about both these civilizations, specifically the Mayan, is the Mayans had a very specific time code, a, a clock. Uh, well, the, the Egyptians had as well, because if you study the Egyptian pyramid. Uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza and its similarities to uh, the uh, Pyramid of Chichen Itza in the Yucatan, the Mayan Pyramid, you'll notice that these that these monuments have been built so that they're uh, ticking clock, all ticking backwards to some grand finale that occurs in 2012. The Earth doesn't end, there's not some great plague, the planet doesn't flip over, but it's a brand new paradigm. The, uh, the idea with the Mayans is, is that it is the... Um, uh, it is the crowning head of the child coming down the birth canal, uh, very much with the sun aligning with the ball court in, uh, in, uh, in Chichen Itza in the Yucatan, which is so fascinating. Also in that same year, uh, May 20th of 2012, you have this massive solar eclipse that actually comes across the western part of the United States with the penumbra of the eclipse being Mount Shasta. And then a partial eclipse lines up directly over Chichen Itza, and for the first time in 26,000 years you now have the Pleiades, the sun, and the moon all directly aligned over the top of the Pyramid of Chichen Itza. At the same time, right now, this whole next year is what's called the fifth night in the Mayan calendar. There's a there's a 14-year period that goes from 1999 through 2012, actually through 2012-2013, in which it describes uh, days and nights. And the aspect is, is that is that the core synthesis of the Mayans, if you want to boil down the Egyptians to as above so below as within so as, uh, so without. The Romans to uh, to thy own self be true. Um, the the motto of the Mayan civilization was life has is that uh, 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 all is one. Life has purpose. God is love. That's it. Very very easy. I don't think there's any great spiritual truth that can't be boiled down to a T-shirt or a bumper sticker. So when you start thinking in terms of all is one, that everything is in fact connected together, that we are, uh, we are biologically connected to each other, we are chemically connected to the earth, and we are atomically connected to the universe. We are literally all one together, that when you understand that your life has purpose, that it doesn't matter where you're at, it doesn't matter how many low kicks or rotten tricks or dirty licks you've taken throughout your life, that all the pain and all the sorrow has been about building wisdom and has been about putting you in the exact place you're supposed to be at the exact right moment in time and space and history. And God is love means that the prima mobile, the primary function of the universe, the thing that brought everything into being was the concept of love, that there is no, there is no beneficial act in the universe that was not brought forth by some form of love. And that, and that, needs, that needs to be given the, the, the proper respect. And in that case, this whole next year, from, from November 19th of, of 2007 all the way through November 12th of 2008, is going to be about the reintegration of East and West. And the idea is that it's the end of duality, so that the, the right side of the brain, which represents the, the feminine, passive, but superconscious, intuitive mind, um, the quantum side of the brain that exists in all time and all space and knows all and sees all, has to now interconnect with the left-hand side of the brain, which is the the dominant masculine, aggressive, but also the logical, uh, didactic side of the brain—the side of the brain that needs to be shown, the side of the brain that has to be uh, uh, that has to be right all the time. The, the Western culture only measures reality by the scope of our machines, by our five senses, and what machine we can build to uh, say, "Okay, this is what's real." Whereas the Eastern mind basically sees the universe and doesn't try to understand it, but just appreciates it. So. This is the year that East and West merge together. This is the year that, that and, and I'm not saying that this is going to be done peacefully either. There's going to be a, um, a great cosmic pulse that comes from the East with the, uh, with the hippocampus of the planet actually being represented by, by Germany and Italy in the center, this, this kind of crossroad of the universal mind. And it's so fascinating that in the Mayan calendar, the, the highest point of this Eastern pulse comes from August 10th, through august 31st of 2008 well remarkably that's when the olympics are happening in 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 china in beijing from uh from august 8th actually 8 8 08 at exactly 8 p.m so, so talk about an eight year for you is i'm when telling the, you is when the olympics begin they start the olympics at, at 8 p.m so it's it's 08 08 at at 08 o'clock if you will at uh, at 8 p.m so this pulse is now coming towards the east and i think these Olympics are going to cause massive shifts in China, I think more freedom there, more, more freedom of thought, freedom of religion, because China is going to have to basically, uh, uh, you know, China's going to have to, they're going to have to own up to some things. Their oppression of the Tibetans, their oppression of Fulong Gong, oh, yeah. their oppression of, of, of religious philosophy. You know, already they're, they're having to lighten up a lot of their oppression and a lot of their load for the Olympics to to be accepted by the rest of the world. And I think that uh, once they grant those freedoms, it's going to be very difficult for them to take them away. But it's, that, it's the whole thing about this next year. The, this whole next thing is going to be the final war, the final conflict, the, the year of Armageddon, the Mayans say. But at the same time, it's an Armageddon within the self. It's a reintegration of, of the left and right-hand sides of the brain, the end of duality, so that we come to our own kind of oneness and wholeness.
1: Wow. Sean, thank you so much for an incredible, incredible show.
2: Let's do it again, Dr. Pat. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I may be calling you back tomorrow. Have a great, great day. We'll see you in the very near future in L.A. And to all our listeners tuning in, you know that you're loved and blessed. I'll see you tomorrow.